people ask me all the time, what, what do you do? What do you do for a living? And, and I said, well, we, we do trails. And they're like, what does that mean? And I said, well, we, we develop trails. So from concept, from how to get from point A to B, um, through design, through permitting, um, through bidding negotiation, all the way to, to maintenance. So, so from start to finish, we are, we are involved in the development of trails, both saw surface and, and paved trails. Welcome to Trail Effect. I am your host, Josh Blum. Trail Effect is a show that dives into the stories behind trails, the communities that embrace trails, and the people who rely on trails as a way of life. The goal of this show is to turn the stories you will hear from our guests into useful knowledge that can be applied to your community while providing some entertaining and inspirational content. Guests on Trail Effect include trail builders, board members, community leaders, volunteers, and regular people who really enjoy trails. For episode 67, we are featuring Aaron Russian of Trailblazers located in Bentonville, Arkansas. Trailblazers is the nonprofit behind trail planning, design, and oversight of all the trails in Northwest Arkansas. We discussed much of the history of how trails came to be in this region, both hard surface greenways and the hundreds of miles of soft surface trails. I have to thank the Professional Trail Builders Association for the invite to the Sustainable Trails Conference in Bentonville, Arkansas, as this invite is what made these episodes possible. Support for Trail Effect comes from Smith's Bike Shop in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Smith's is a full-service bike shop that is a retailer for Trek Bicycle Company and sells cycles. Smith's also has a full line of components and accessories from Bontrager and other various companies. For more information about Smith's Bike Shop, go to www.smithsbikes.com. This podcast is an Evolution Trail Services production. For more information about Evolution Trail Services, go to www.evotrails.com. Now on to the Aaron Rushing interview. Here we are today at Trail Effect. I'm Aaron Rushing. Aaron is the executive director of Trailblazers, formerly NWA Trailblazers, here in Bentonville, Arkansas. And he has been here pretty much since the days of the Razorback Greenway and the stuff in Bella Vista, long before there was a lot of mountain bike trails here. So we're going to get a good history on Bentonville and how he kind of rolled into this position as the executive director for not only mountain biking, but also really good multimodal transportation for bikes and pedestrians. Yeah. How's it going today, Aaron? Yeah, I love it. I'm glad to be here. Well, thank you for taking your time to, to join me on the, today on The Trail Effect. And we're, we're here this week for the uh, Professional Trail Builders Association Conference, the Sustainable Trails Conference. And Bentonville did a wonderful job hosting people from all around the world, which was awesome to see. And it was kind of a couple years in the making due to COVID, but for you guys, pull it off now. And so here we are. Yeah, yeah. Two years ago, it was planned two years ago, March two years ago. And of course, we all know what happened then. Yeah. Oh, yeah, everybody got sent home. Well, let's kind of get your background and what led you down this path, pun intended. Yeah, so I, I grew up on a farm and, and I literally grew up on a farm building trails in my backyard. Little did I know many, many years later that I'd still be building trails, but I, I built trails in the backyard until one day I got into a wasp nest and then that was, that was it. So my trail building, trail building days were over. So I'm like, you know what, let's just stick with developing trails. But I'm, I'm from here, from Arkansas, and I, I tell you, I got my first taste in, in real trails when I graduated uh, from college, moved to Kansas City, 
and got got familiar with their Greenway Trail system there. Fell in love with it. It was my outdoor area that I could that I could unplug and and I had the opportunity to come back to Arkansas in 2000 and found out real quick that they didn't have Greenway Trails. Didn't even know what they were. And uh, I said, "You know what? I got to make it my mission. We got to get some trails on the ground." And I and I was lucky to to partner with the city of Bentonville on some projects and I started designing trails, paved trails. So I'm, I'm very lucky to do, do what I love every day. Well, talk about those early years of getting even just the Razorback Greenway, which is a pretty uh, impressive feat. It's what, 37 miles now? It's 40. 40 actually, miles Actually, yeah. Yeah, Fayetteville added three miles to the south end. Um, so the to Pave Greenway Trail started in early 2000, 2001. I, I helped design the very first section outside of my office right here, um, which later became the Razorback Greenway. So. The Razorback Greenway was developed between 2012 and 2015. I was part of the design team that helped develop the pieces that weren't already built. So it's, it's, it's phenomenal. We just broke ground on another phase of it going north yesterday. So it's exciting. It's going to get longer. That's a huge component of, of this whole region is getting people around because there's a lot of people moving here and you can't just rely on vehicles or you in my opinion, shouldn't just rely on vehicles. No, that's right. And, it, and it's a great facility. It goes between six cities. A lot of it's 12 feet wide. Uh, and there's more and more commuters. There's, as the traffic volume increases, you see more and more people riding the Razorback Greenway for, for transportation. Well, let's get into what NWA Trailblazers or now Trailblazers is, how it began and what it's kind of morphed into because it's morphed into a pretty, it's, its own animal. Yeah, it, it really is, Josh. It, um, when I started designing trails back in the early 2000s, I was a consultant for the Trailblazers. So the Trailblazer organization started that long ago. And it was a, it was a nonprofit that had volunteers. It was volunteer-based for 15, 15 years. I was the first paid employee in 2016. So 2016, Emba Summit was coming here for their annual conference, and, and it just took, it took off. So we, we immediately started hiring more people, more staff, just to try to keep up. And, and in 2016, we built 80 miles of SAR surface trails in anticipation of the Emba Summit coming. And since then, it's, it's been in the, we haven't built that many in one year, but it's been in the 50s and 60s pretty, pretty consistently. And saw surfaces is, is we still do the paved trails, but the saw surface is like it's 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 amazing. It's what draws people here more than more than anything else. Yeah, let's talk about that transformation since you were here then. And you know, from what I I know, there was slaughter pen phase one, but then there's also blowing springs initially. Yeah, blowing springs. Uh, Bella Vista was unique. They're to our north here, and they had common area behind all the properties. So we worked to deal with Bella Vista to build trails in those common areas behind a lot of those homes. And we were able to build trail there for, for about a four year period. We built about a hundred miles in those common areas, which is, which is amazing. Uh, and we're fortunate that it was platted the way it was, that it had all that green space behind those. And, and Belvis is unique because they don't have sidewalks. So adding these mountain bike trails and, and saw service trails uh, adjacent to these homes were a were a huge amenity for people to, who just simply were walking in the roads uh, for recreation or transportation and whatnot. So it's really neat. It's be fun, been fun to be a part of. I live up there, so it's, it's fun to watch. 
Yeah, and you've also put even put some greenway facilities up in uh, Bella Vista. Yeah, we extended a, a piece, a spur trail off the Rageback Trail. It's about three miles long, and 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 I tell you, I worked on it for fifteen years. It took fifteen years to get it built, get it designed, built, and and permitted. And uh, you go up there now, and there's there's people walking in the rain, running. There's people in in and walkers and wheelchairs. It's it's the most diverse user group uh, we have in the region. It's it's. It's amazing. And I, did, I didn't see that. I didn't see that coming. I thought it was just be cyclists, but it's pretty cool to see the diversity up there on that trail. Yeah. And very that, popular. That community is really transforming from it, what, what it was formerly known as, which was a, a retirement community to now it's, it's pretty much a lot of people that are moving to this region are moving there. They, they love the outdoor recreation there. Um, a lot of tree, you know, there's a lot of trees there. It's very natural and native and um it's it's a huge appeal to those that are that are out that love the outdoors so they've it's it's really been a good shot in the arm for them they they really have have really benefited from the trails going in up there yeah i remember i was here during the imba summit in 2016 that you just spoke of not for the summit we just me and three other friends of mine just came down here on a whim i was it was one friend said, we should go to Moab this fall. And I was like, well, there's, I heard that there's something going on in Bentonville. There's the world summit. And if Imbus having something there, there's gotta be something going on there. Like gotta be, gotta be a reason why they're here. Yeah, and from yeah. where we live, Moab was an extra 10 hours of driving on either end. Uh-huh. And so if we came here, we could get an extra two days of riding in on that trip. And we didn't know what we were gonna, we didn't know what there was. We I'd seen slaughter pen. We, we didn't really know that back 40 was a thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember that first day we were out, there's a couple things that happened that really stick out in my mind during our first ride on the back 40, which was yeah. we were going through people's backyards. And I'd always thought like, this is, this is something that could be done in a region that has similar topography, which is the region that I live in has similar yeah. topography. And the reality is that land is not really usable for any other purpose because it's too steep to be developed. Right. And so I'm like, wow, we're like riding through people's backyards and that's incredible. And, and about halfway through that ride that day, I ran into a husband and a wife and a young, I think it was a young boy on a strider. Mm-hmm. And I asked him and I said, Hey, like, what do you, what do you think of this? You know, what, what do you think of these trails? And they're like, this is incredible. A year ago, we couldn't go in these woods That's right. and now we can, That's right. you know, and I'm assuming there's story after story after story. Oh, like I, have, that. I, have, I have tons of stories. Yeah. 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 Well, let's go into, so that none of this happens without trail building. That's right. That's right. And one of the roles of the trailblazers is to manage contracts with trail building. How is that, you know, kind of give us an overview of how that functions. Yeah. So, so, you know, people, I, people ask me all the time, what, what do you do? What do you do for a living? And then I say, well, we, we do trails and they're like, what does that mean? And I said, well, we, we develop trails. So from concept, from how to get from point A to B um, through design, through permitting, um, through bidding negotiation, all the way to, to maintenance. So, so from start to finish, we are, we are involved in the development of trails, both saw surface and, and paved trails. Yeah, and you have a host of builders down here. We do. It's been a very popular place to come build. And, and we encourage, you know, if there's builders out there that, that want to come build, please reach out to us. We, we have probably entertained 10 to, to 12 different, you know, construction companies that specialize in building trails. 
and and they're all you know it's it's unique they're all they're all different they all have their own style they all have their own flavor you you can ride the back 40 you've probably seen this where you can tell that this piece of trail was built by a different builder than the next piece of trail and which makes it unique you know who who wants 40 miles of the same stuff so oh for sure that's having that diversity of trails yeah. which you get with the diversity of builders because yeah. For those that are aware, and most of the people listening to this podcast are aware, trail builders are pretty much artists. They are artists. You know, and no doubt. And they have their own style. That's right. And and so to get builders, you know, to get different trails here, you need different builders. You know, back 40 was it's a it's a great test case. We had nine months to build 40 miles. We had four different trail companies building trail there. And again, they were all different, but they all elevated each other's game. You know, I, I would take them. I'm I was managing the project. I was the only trailblazer working at the time. You know, I was a employee number one. And so I would go out and I would meet the tr- with the builders and I say, Hey, let's go, let's go look at, let's go look at the other one over here. And then I'd, I would do that. And they would be like, Oh, that's, this is really good. Well, I'm, I'm going to up my game. I'm going to make it, I'm going to, and they would literally go back through and rework trails that they just built just to make it better. It's a, it was a healthy competition and it, and it you know, created a great project. It really created a great project in, in a very short amount of time. Yeah. And I think there's probably a fair amount of freedom as far as like creativity within that. One of the, one of the more notable trails in that system is the ledges. That's right. You know, what did you think when you first came upon that? I came upon Aaron Rogers out there building it by hand and thought somebody is going to die out here. That, that was my first, because, you know, we really didn't have very many technical sections of trails like that. And Aaron Rodgers out there working and um, myself and Gary Vernon went out to check on him and he was building that trail. And I, and I thought, I, I told Gary, I'm like, this is, this is scary. And he's like, no, this is great. I'm like, okay, I trust you. <laughs> so no, it's, 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 it's fun. It was, it was scary at first, but now I, there's, we have some crazy stuff now. So it's, it's nothing. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and the great thing about the ledges is that the regular, the back 40 loop parallels. That's right. The yeah, ledges. So if, that's right. if you're riding with different skill levels, that's you know, right. you can have a couple people go ride the ledges, a couple people go ride the regular loop. Yep. Both are extremely exciting that's and right. fun. That's right. You know, yes. one's flowy, one's technical. That's right. You meet at the end when you, when you get to the bottom. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's, and that's kind of a theme you've kind of interwoven with a lot of the stuff around here. Yeah. yeah having the diversity is, is amazing. You know, yeah. every, everybody can have fun. Well, what do you see now that you've, you've become the mountain bike capital of mm-hmm. the world mm-hmm. trademark? Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> what do you see coming out, coming down the pike, maybe in 2022 and beyond? And what kind of stuff are you trending towards since you have this vast amount of knowledge that you've learned so far with you know, you know, we learned probably five years ago that we weren't developing enough entry level uh, beginner trails. Uh, my, my son at the time, my youngest son was was six and he really had nothing to ride, nothing to get into, nothing to practice on. And and at that point, about in 2017, we said, hey, we're, we're not we're not growing our youth riders. And it, that has been really fun to watch as we uh, introduce youth to riding and and. We've uh, done a pretty good job of backfilling in that, that, you know, everybody has access and uh, not leave anybody out. Um, so what, what's next in 22? You know, we've, we've made mistakes along the way. We have, we've, we've made mistakes and 
and we're going back and, and redoing some trails and making trails better, more sustainable, uh, less maintenance. So, so 22 is really focused on let's really dial this in and make it, make it good and make it special. And, um, you know, years past, it was like, how many miles can we put down today? Today is more about, okay, let's, let's slow down a little bit and let's, let's make them good. Let's make them, let's really focus and make them good. Yeah. You just spurred my brain on something backing up to the kids. Cause this is another thing that's super unique to Bentonville and the, and this region, but is starting to branch out. And that is the bicycle playground concept in parks and paved or hard surface. Cause you actually have a concrete mm-hmm. That's right. bike park up in, mm-hmm. up in Bella Vista. You know, how has that gone over? Cause that, I look at that stuff and it should be as logical as putting swings and slides in parks now. It, it is. And, you know, we had, uh, had a conversation yesterday about a, about a visitor center with, with some skills area within it. And I'm like, well, this is, this is great. This is something we would never talked about five years ago. So incorporating those, those cycling elements, you know, mountain bike elements into parks and into even some commercial developments and residential developments. It's, it's, it's amazing that it's more commonplace now than it ever has been. So it's, it's a lot of fun. So as the executive director of the uh, NWA Trailblazers, you've learned a lot. Mm-hmm. We talked about some stuff that uh, you're, you're refining. Is there anything like any one big lesson you could take away or what I call it? It's, it sounds negative, mm-hmm. but it's really meant to be positive. What's a, like, what's a famous failure? Cause yeah. There is no one that's successful in life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. without taking some missteps. Yeah. We, we obviously learn as we go and we've experimented with different trail surfacing types. And probably the biggest failure on our trail project was um, Blackbird up on the north end of Slaughter Pen. We used soil tack and, and it just, the, the ground just didn't, didn't drain well. And it, and it was, it was a, wouldn't say it was a failure, but you know it hasn't been open in in about a year and a half. But we're we've learned from that mistake, and uh, we probably won't probably won't use the soil tack and that application anymore. But you know, again, we're we're pretty quick to react to failures. If we see something that that's going to be a failure, we're we're quick to to react to that. Building small systems was was probably a failure. We've had some systems that are smaller like two or three miles and they just didn't get they get ridden they're not a they're not a destination um if they were connected to neighborhoods that might be different but even some of the smaller systems just it just they just weren't working uh and you know what we learned is you need you need 10 miles you need 10 10 to 12 miles to really make it worth somebody going and and loading up and 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 spending some time there yeah yeah for sure and even and and kind of going backwards a little bit, like the neighborhood connectivity that does help with that though. Absolutely. We, you know, one of the things we're working on in 22 is more neighborhood connectors. Like where, where can we get, you know, rather than loading your bike on your car or in your truck, we want to be able to ride to those trail systems and, and we're working hard on connector pieces, connector trails. In your opinion, this is something I try to ask almost all of my guests. What are the ingredients or what do you think makes a great trail community? Um, you know, it's, it's the, it's to start with, it's diversity, having a diversity of trails where everybody can have fun and everybody enjoy the, the amenities and just culture, you know, you you go around Benville and you see bike racks everywhere. You see 
you go into a restaurant and there's there's bike pictures on the wall or there's jerseys on the wall and there's just uh they have embraced it and 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 it's it's um it's it's neat you know you 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 see it everywhere even in murals on walls and um so it's it's really cool that's you know just getting everybody on a bike and and having the ability to access without without barriers we we need more on street infrastructure just to get around the urban core um and we're working hard on that too so one more thing before we close this thing out that just you just spurred my mind on that which is the region of northwest arkansas has completely fully embraced e-bikes mm-hmm. yeah how's that been going i mean i, I, I think it's I, a good thing so i love it um i you know we developed a little sugar opened it two years ago and and little sugar is is a beast it's a beast of a trail system but on an e-bike it's amazing i love it and i can cover so much more ground and have so much more fun on it um but yeah you're right you're seeing more and more e-bikes and um and i i i haven't heard anything negative with e-bikes I think they're a great tool. Um, they've got, there's more people even commuting on e-bikes. You know, they, we have friends that, that they uh, have an e-bike and uh, he'll use the mountain bike trails to get to work and back every day on an e-bike. And without that e-bike, without that assistance, he probably wouldn't be doing that. He'd still be in his car. So it's, 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 it's here. I think it's here to stay. So oh, it is. you see more and more of them every day. So yeah. Yeah. Well, what do you have, Aaron, for some closing comments or words of wisdom by Aaron Rushing? You know, um, it, it, it came up this week during the, during the presentation at PTBA is like, you know, what, what can I add? What can I, how can I help? And I can tell you is, is the Trailblazers, you know, we, we were just a board. We met once a year and um, non-paid volunteers and, and it took, it took 15 years of just pecking away at it and getting a project on the ground. Their very first project was the paved trail around Lake Bella Vista. And, uh, and it took three years and that group raised 300,000, but it, but it took some time. And without that group starting that, we may not be here today. And in the vision they had, the early trailblazing group had, um, got us to where we are today. And then they were all volunteers. They were all volunteers until 2016. So what did you think of the conference this week? What do you, what do you take? Oh man, I, I, with 300 plus people here from all over the world, all over the world. And, um, it was, it was, they they were, they were blown away. Everybody I talked to was really impressed with not only the conference, but just the trails and, and the questions they asked and the challenges that we've been through that they're going through and how can we help? Um, so it was, it was neat to be a part of that. And, and I had, had, had a lot of fun talking to people. I really did. It was, I, I thought the same thing. It was, it was an incredible conference. It was a couple of years in the making. I think everybody's ready to, to get outside and, and meet with people again and meet with, you know, their peers and other professionals and yeah. compare yeah. notes and what they're seeing in their regions. Well, that's who said, you know, in, you know, we had some groups that like, well, how did you do the tunnels? Our, our local government won't let us do tunnels. Can you show us examples of those tunnels? We're like, yeah, absolutely. So everybody has their own little challenges, right? So uh, I'd like to say that, that we helped, helped those people. We got some good examples to, to show others from all over the world. Well, Aaron, I really appreciate you taking yeah, the time out of your day to, 
to sit down and and do a do an interview here with Trail Effect and the effect that trails have been in Bentonville and beyond Bentonville has been incredible. Yeah, good. Glad glad to do this, man. So thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you for listening. Links for the various topics discussed in the show can be found in the show notes. If you like what you've heard, please take the time to share these shows with others. Sharing these shows will help create awareness of both the guests who have taken the time to be on the show and the podcast series itself. Also, if you're new to the Trail Effect podcast, check out our ever-expanding library of episodes. This podcast has been made possible by Smith's Bike Shop in La Crosse, Wisconsin, and has been edited and produced by Evolution Trail Services. If you have ideas on future communities or people that feature in Trail Effect, please don't hesitate to reach out by emailing evolutiontrails at gmail.com. Thank you again for listening.